the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Your Discipleship Coach with Michael Smith. Each week, Michael uses his coaching expertise to encourage you to apply biblical truth to everyday life as you pursue Christ. Michael is a professional certified leadership, business, and life coach, serving as president of Professional Coach University, executive director of New Normal Coaching, and the lead pastor at Northwest Church. To learn more, visit YourDiscipleshipCoach.com, partnering with you to fulfill God's purpose in your life. Here's Michael. Well, thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode of Your Discipleship Coach, partnering with you to fulfill God's purpose in your life. I'm your host, Michael Smith, and I'm here to encourage you to apply biblical truth to everyday life as you pursue Christ. Today, we're going to be talking about one of the spiritual disciplines, prayer. And I've titled this episode, Prayer Conversation. I can remember as a young youth pastor, this was back when we at our church had Sunday evening services, and we had a pre-service prayer time where folks would gather in a smaller room and pray. And there was this gentleman, him, Brother Dave, and Brother Dave would pray, and it was so fascinating. He was uh, aged, and he would pray and sing and pray the scriptures and would prove a great model and example to those in the room. And actually, it became part of my spiritually formative process to grow as a disciple in Christ, just to engage with Brother Dave. Now, in this episode, as I talk about prayer conversation, and I just want to show this example with Brother Dave, I want you to know that we're not trying to convince you that you must pray. That's not the purpose of today's episode. Nor am I encouraging you to memorize a particular prayer model. I've already done episodes on prayer models, but I want I want to talk about prayer as a conversation with God. I don't know what conversations you've been a part of, but maybe you've talked with someone that has completely monopolized a conversation. It's as if you're talking and you can't even get a word in the conversation. I have to admit something to you now. I've I've had conversations like this with people on the phone. And I have literally been on the phone and and I I just want to apologize if this is was you uh, probably not. But talking on the phone there was one point that I I actually had to use the restroom very bad badly. And someone was talking on the phone and I couldn't get a word in. I actually just put the phone down, went into the other room, went to the restroom, came back picked up the phone and said, yes, uh uh-huh, uh-huh. And they kept going. They had actually no idea that I was gone. Sometimes this happens in conversations. It's as if the other person doesn't need you. But on the flip side, sometimes we have conversations where you can't get another person to, to talk or to speak. This has happened sometimes driving my teenagers home from school when I pick them up. They just have almost nothing to say. I will, however, give kudos to my kids who who are great conversationalists. But that's one example of sometimes people 
aren't even engaging in conversation. But sometimes, sometimes there are conversations that we have or we enjoy that's a little more mutual, where there is give and take. In other words, let's describe a conversation between two people. It could be more, but with two people, both parties are talking and both parties are listening. And, and so conversation advances conversation, and that continues to grow. We have these kinds of conversations with peers in our lives, with uh, mentors in our lives. It would be fabulous. Maybe you have these conversations with your employees or your boss or your parent or your child or just one another. But good conversation is not just telling something and receiving something. But conversation is, is, is a mutual exchange, and it's more than what I would call conversation described as ping pong. Ping pong is I hit the ball once and you hit it back to me once, and I hit it to you and you hit it to me, and it's a back and forth. To me, conversation is more like a good backyard volleyball game where I hit the ball over the net and your team might take one or two or three hits to hit it back to me. And I might take one or two or three or in my yard, sometimes I allow four or five hits before I send it back. And that's what conversation is a lot is like. It's back and forth, but developing. And this is important as we talk about a prayer conversation today, and we talk about how we do not monopolize when we have healthy conversations with God, but we also have to speak. It's, it's, it's mutual. So I want to just highlight for you six characteristics of a good or a healthy conversation. Here's the first. Number one is, is trust. Trust is the primary characteristic of a healthy conversation. Trust is defined this way. Firm belief that that someone is reliable, truthful, they have an ability or a strength. So conversational trust is belief that someone is reliable, that someone is truthful, that someone's not up to something sneaky. You know, I think of the historic perspective of a used car salesman. They have the connotation that they're up to something or they're not being truthful. See, good conversation moves beyond that. The second characteristic besides trust of a healthy conversation is an exchange of respect and value. It's giving regard to one another and admiration to one another, where value is both given and received. So respect and value. The next, number three, I have trust, I have respect and value, and then I have active listening where where you you actually listen so you can hear for understanding you're hearing and identifying emotions in the other person you're you're empathetic with them here's one trick if you want to become better at active listening is it's what i call the 3 r's reflect repeat rephrase you can reflect back what someone is saying in your own words you could actually repeat word for word what they said, or rephrase it in a different way. Just mirror it back somehow. So I'm just going to highlight today as we we set up the second half of the show and really dig into the scriptures about prayer conversation. And right now we're highlighting six characteristics of healthy conversation. Trust, respect and value, active listening. Number four, clarity. There's a story in my life where I once 
uh, my dad had these two garbage cans. One had no bag in it where I could throw away loose trash. The other had a bag in it. Um, One had a bag in it where I could throw away loose trash. The other had no bag. So I throw away bags of garbage. One day, both cans were empty with no bags. And my dad said, throw away the trash. Well, I tied up a bag and threw it in a can. And I actually threw it in the wrong can. <laughs> and I, I, funny, but I was actually grounded for that. You know, my dad knew exactly what he meant. And, and I did not ask what he meant. I did not inquire. I just sort of took a guess. Well, we had a lack of clarity. So communication works in a unique way. It starts with what I think or I intend. It moves to what I speak, then to what you hear. But then you interpret what you hear and then make a judgment on what you hear. You know, often there's a gap between what a speaker intends and the judgment made by the person hearing. So we need to work on clarity. So trust, respect and value, active listening, clarity, all parts components of a healthy conversation. The last two would be understanding, where there is a true understanding of one another. And then lastly, self-control. And that's a unique idea, but we must practice the self-control to be good listeners. We must practice the self-control to not judge. And my favorite advice is to practice self-control to believe the best in others. So prayer is a conversation with God. And I describe it this way. Prayer is listening to and talking with God. It's listening to God. Listening to God through the Bible, through the voice of the Holy Spirit, through moments of retreat and stillness and quiet. It's listening to God. But prayer A conversation with God is listening to God, but also it is talking with God. We can share our requests to God. We can give worship to God. We we share our desires with God. This is so so powerful. Uh, You know what's what's amazing to me is when we talk that God is actually listening to us. We can share our desires with God, and and we can we can do so, and and also share his desires with him by by praying out loud or in our minds the scriptures see prayer is actually an exchange it's conversation with god so we've talked about six healthy components of that we'll unpack that a little more through scripture in the second half of the show but let's remember prayer is a conversation where trust exists when we pray we must trust god prayer is a is a conversation where respect and value exists. We obviously must respect and value who God is, but know that he respects and values us. Prayer includes active listening and repeating and rephrasing, mirroring back to God even what we hear. And then I love this one, it's clarity. We might think we hear from God, but we're making judgments. So I want us to be clear on learning to understand what God is saying to us. So we thrive for deep understanding and we practice self-control to listen, to not judge, but to believe that God has our best in mind. A prayer conversation. Prayer is a conversation with God. It's listening to God 
and it's talking with God. Hey, you're listening right now to your discipleship coach partnering with you to fulfill God's purpose in your life. We're going to be back after the break and unpack some scripture and talk about prayer conversation from a biblical perspective. So hang in there. I'll be right back. Thank you so much for staying tuned. You're listening to Your Discipleship Coach, partnering with you to fulfill God's purpose in your life. And I'm your host, Michael Smith. I'm here to encourage you to apply biblical truth to everyday life as you pursue Christ. Today we're talking about prayer conversation, listening to and talking with God. In my history, I've experienced prayer in many ways. One is what I would call an altar experience. And there are different kinds of churches and different ways that people pray. For me, I grew up where at the end of a message on a Sunday night, let's say, people would be invited to a prayer opportunity at what was known as the altar. Well, I take that thought, and many times I will walk a room during a prayer meeting or or, or do what I do in that regard. And it's public. The people are there and they're around. But I have that time where I'm part of a, it's private, but part of a congregational response to God. So so there are public ways that we can one-on-one identify with, with God. And this is powerful when we have this prayer conversation with God because it's relational. And, and sometimes God is moving individually, but he can also move corporately. So that's why that's important. But I want to hone in on a different kind of prayer, and it's called, I I guess I call it prayer in my closet. And this comes from Matthew's Gospel. Jesus uh, shares uh, here, and when he says this, When you pray, don't be like the hypocrites who love to pray publicly on street corners and in synagogues where everyone can see them. I tell you the truth. This will be the reward they will ever get. Jesus continues by saying, But when you pray, go away by yourself and shut the door behind you. That's where I get the closet from. And pray with your Father in private. Then your Father who sees everything will reward you. And I've practiced this principle by praying in my office, I actually have a two-room office in the larger room where I would used to sit with the, the its corner, has a nice window. And then I had a front room where actually an administrative assistant could sit, but I used both, both of it as like an office suite. But I moved into that smaller space and created the nice space as an entire prayer room where it can sort of be my own prayer closet. There are times that I go... Uh, in our church during the week, and we'll walk the sanctuary and just have conversation with God. I, I, I'm not endorsing or unendorsing a particular movie, but there is a movie I saw a few years ago called War Room. And there is, it's a story this lady creates a prayer closet in her literal closet in the bedroom where she engages in a spiritual warfare, if you will, fighting for her family and praying for needs and getting to know who God is and relating in that fashion. And so sometimes we pray amongst others at a prayer meeting 
But sometimes we close the door and we engage in conversation with God in a prayer closet. Other times we engage with, with, with a group of people, particular people, to pray. This might be at a small group in your home or someone's house or a public space or maybe a, just a specific prayer time or meeting in a, in a church. Prayer exists in many forms, but I want us to be reminded today that prayer is conversation with God. And we've explored in the front end of the show what healthy conversation is. As we talk today about prayer conversation, be reminded that prayer is listening to and talking with God. Prayer is, is a communion with God. It's common union. It's a, it's a fellowship with God and conversation. As you pray, you often will offer an adoration or a praise to God, thanking him for who he is and for what he does and for his works, whether we understand them or not. And we have this this adoration and praise to God. But it's also a time that we present our requests to God and he invites that as our Abba Father. He says, come to me, present your requests to me, ask of me. And, and that's what we do when we pray. Also, we, we tap into this relationship with God, this conversation with God through prayer to confess our sins to him and accept forgiveness uh, for the sins that we have committed. What's so powerful about this conversation with God, prayer brings benefit to the one who prays. We, we see answers, we see action, we see activity, we, we get to know who God is through our prayer. And th- this is a benefit to the one who prays. But prayer, conversation with God, is multifaceted. Not only does it bring benefit to the one who prays, but it brings honor and glory to the Father, to Father God. So it brings benefit to us, but prayer is a platform of bringing honor to our God. And so it's, it's a conversation where we listen to God and we, we talk with God and it brings benefit to us, but it brings honor to God. It's a conversation. I want to share with you a familiar verse. You may have heard this before. I, I hear it uh, in many circles where I go. Jeremiah 29, 11. You might have heard this before. Here's what it says. For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. So what we learn in this verse, I guess synthesizing it to today, is we learn that God is on our side. He he is a proponent of you and of me. He, he's for you. Not only is he your, your proponent, but, but God has a plan for you. God has a plan for you that will be both for your benefit and for his glory. Now, if you were to read that verse, Jeremiah 29, 11, and you were to jump a few verses down to verse 14, here's what it says. I will be found by you, says the Lord. I will end your captivity and restore your fortunes. I will gather you out of the nations where I sent you and will bring you home again to your own land. So we see that God brings, again, to synthesize it to today, restoration 
answers, blessing, God's promise of deliverance. God is for us. But, but I read verse 11 and I read verse 14. So we talk about God's great plans and then we talk about God's deliverance and answers. What's interesting is there is some powerful content in between those two verses. And it's verses 12 and 13. And I want to share that with you today as we talk about prayer conversation. Here's what it says. Jeremiah 29, 12 and 13. In those days when you pray, I will listen. So powerful. It continues. If you look for me wholeheartedly, you will find me. We can learn from this verse that, first of all, prayer is a wholehearted quest for God. Prayer is the pursuit of God with the goal being to know Him. Prayer is about seeking God. And prayer is about finding God. So prayer is a wholehearted quest for God. Prayer conversation. Not trying to give you a rote word to say when you pray. Not trying to twist your arm to pray, but to learn that prayer is wholehearted quest for God. Also, prayer is knowing God's voice. I recently had my dog that was jumping on somebody and they said, no, sit. And the dog completely ignored them. But I snapped my finger and then held one finger out, called my dog by name. Her name is Belle. I said, Belle, down. And that dog went down. Why? Because that dog recognized my voice. And that's true with God. Sometimes we aren't spending enough time with him to know his voice, but prayer is learning God's voice. So it is wholehearted. It's a wholehearted quest for God. Prayer is, and it's knowing God's voice. It's also listening to God. But what's so powerful is prayer is also God listening to you. Prayer is relational. So when we pray, we should we should seek God. So we should discover God. We should listen to God. When we pray, we should share with God. But also, don't forget that when we pray, we can receive from God. So prayer, prayer conversation, listening to and talking with God. Hey, are you curious to know if you're ready for coaching? You can visit yourdiscipleshipcoach.com and take the free coaching readiness questionnaire. We would love to hear from you. Also, be sure to follow Your Discipleship Coach on social media and follow the podcast. Today, I want to thank you for listening to Your Discipleship Coach, partnering with you to fulfill God's purpose in your life. Today's show has been brought to you by our sponsors, Heritage Counseling Center at heritagecounseling.com. Chicago Indian Church at chicagoindianchurch.com. And this show has been brought to you by Professional Coach University. Maximize your potential at Professional Coach University. You can invest in yourself by becoming a certified coach or explore personal development opportunities. Just visit professionalcoachuniversity.com. Hey, I want you to know that I am for you. And... God is for you. And if God is for you, who could be against you? Thanks for listening today. You've been listening on AM 1160, Hope for Your Life.
Thank you for listening today to Your Discipleship Coach with Michael Smith. We hope you feel encouraged to apply biblical truth to everyday life as you pursue Christ. Be sure to follow Michael and Your Discipleship Coach on social media. You'll find the links at yourdiscipleshipcoach.com. And while you're there, you can click the Give Now button to support this show and to provide scholarships to pastors and Christian leaders to receive coaching. To learn more, visit yourdiscipleshipcoach.com. That's yourdiscipleshipcoach.com. Partnering with you to fulfill God's purpose in your life. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.